0: Hi, you're listening to On The Town, and I'm your host, Tanya Cooper. Thank you for watching again this week. This week's guest is comedian and magician, Mr. Kevin Lee. You have seen him on BET's Comic View. He's been on NBC. He's been on Last Comic Standing. And he's been at the Showtime at the Apollo, HBO Def Jam Comedy. And you've seen him on probably at every comedy club from here to Wazusa. Please give it up for the one and only... Mr. Kevin Lee. Kevin, are you on the line?
1: I am on the line. Oh, I like, how are you? I, I, this is the first intro I've had in my 30-year career with a dog in the background barking. <laughs> I, love, I love the sound effects. That is awesome. <laughs>
0: Listen, we're quarantined and he's trying to get in here.
1: <laughs> you wants to know what Mommy's doing in the room with Kevin Lee. I got you. <laughs> uh, and
0: yeah, he's trying to get in the room. He's like, I want to be in the building. Uh, but how are you?
1: I am, uh, I would say I'm great, but nobody's great in uh, this world right now. But um, I'm alive, I'm healthy, and um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Nice. I get to um, now do something I haven't done in a long time, that's sit at home on the weekends. Mm-hmm. and um just do nothing and uh that's been my life for the last couple of weeks since all my shows have been canceled oh uh, gosh yeah
0: that's hard so, you
1: know, yeah i mean it's hard because a lot of comedians you know have part-time jobs the ones who aren't rich and famous have part-time jobs yes um i've worked my you know what all for the last 30 years to get to a point in my career where i'm a full-time professional comedian even though i'm not super famous i'm one of the best you know road comics in the country you know right right this is my livelihood that is now officially uh over (laughs) well
0: never say over because i think that everything just will have to figure out how to go online and then um also which is why we have you here too is you have your book which is awesome um playing with fire
1: Plan with Fire is a book of my crazy life. It's an awesome book. It's uh, just it talks about my life as a as a as a kid all the way up through uh, my teenage years, and then getting into uh, the comedy and, and the magic, you know, and uh, and then you know being a street performer, mm-hmm. and then making it out onto national television levels and traveling the world as a you know elite entertainer and all that sort of stuff. So it's a, it's about my journey, and my journey is pretty crazy. <laughs>
0: Yes. I, I was reading uh some of the book reviews and um someone said that it was an honest open look at the entertainment business, um, a man's journey through uh through his life. Um yeah. so I that was interesting.
1: Well that's well entertainment, I mean well basically um people's pain is other people's entertainment, you know. So uh <laughs> It's like watching uh, some of the crime shows, like Snap or something like that, or <laughs> right. you know, shows where you know we watch these shows for entertainment. But these people are actually living real life tragedies, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's our guilty pleasure. My book is sort of like that, which is really weird because I'm a stand up comedian. Right. I live in making people laugh,
0: mm-hmm. but my
1: book is so serious, you know. And I didn't want the book to be serious. I want the book to be funny because wow. I'm a comedian. Right, but the book did not come out funny because I was oh. honest about my life. I was honest about a lot of the things that happened in my childhood, my teenage years, mm-hmm. my marriages, my divorces, and mm-hmm. all the crazy stuff I went through. You know, in my life, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, I had a sister that was murdered. So I talk about everything in the book. You know, oh, yeah. uh, People read the book and they they hit me up, they email me, or or hit me up on social media. And go, hey, I read your book. I just finished crying. <laughs> you don't expect a comedian to put out a book that makes people cry. So I apologize for that. But, uh,
0: right. Well, I mean, from what I'm all the reviews I read, I didn't get to read it all, but, um, all good reviews. And, um, and most importantly, it, you, like you said, you, you went through the whole journey. You didn't just give us a piece of it or just right. try to make us laugh because I think comedy comes from um, all those dark places that we have.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Richard Pryor, who, you know, arguably the greatest. Of all time, right? Uh, the goat, arguably, um, no argument for me. Uh, but uh, you know, who had a more tragic life than Richard Pryor, right? right. And he turned he turned that you know that tragedy into comedy, you know. Sure, and yeah. and then there's the old, the legendary uh, tragedy uh, face, you know, the tragedy comedy face, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, so comedy is tragedy, you know. We, most of us make things funny. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's doing. Hopefully nobody's doing corona jokes now, but right, to right. Down, there will be corona jokes. You know. Yes, exactly. You know? Well, I
0: had I had a corona joke. I mean, I, I mean it wasn't like corona corona, but um, the one good thing about the coronavirus is that now kids will finally get to see their parents who work sixty hours a week.
1: Yeah, so hey, uh, that's that so that true. It's a
0: light joke, but I I thought that was fair. <laughs> you know. Well,
1: I don't mean the parents want to see the kids. No, I was kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well. Then those are the other jokes that that are being prepared as we speak. Uh, yeah, but, but sure. yeah, So so yeah. Oh, there's plenty. I mean, there's some good stuff out of it. I hate to, like even even yesterday, I saw um the president on TV, and for the first time, I actually saw him for five seconds humble, just for five seconds, uh, for humble, and almost for a minute until he you know, started saying what a great job Mike Pence did <coughs> and that he did, except for that he did a better job.
1: <laughs> well, I'll let you so, know a little secret, a little secret. We're having, we're actually filming our podcast right now. Um, and I'm glad to be with you, by the way, oh, in man. the middle, uh, in the middle of a uh, President Trump breaking uh, news. Uh, oh. Yeah. So it's on all the channels. It came on at six. Oh. He's doing his daily briefing. So, uh, so we're, we're we're missing it right now. I guess we'll I have to see the rebite. Oh man, I'm
0: trying yeah. to see if I can see it. Um, that way. Oh, it's a briefing. I'm trying to see. Well, it's uh, can I get it live so I can hear? I mean, I don't know. Is it that? Yeah, that? yeah it's
1: live. I I, just turn my, I turn my volume down so we can uh so we can chat. But I'm, I'm, I have it on my screen in my office.
0: Okay, so so. So, um, well, I guess I guess we'll be able to hear. I'm sure someone will let us know. <laughs> yeah, um, well, we're, um
1: we're New Yorkers. We both live in New York, so I think we're going to be, I think we're basically on lockdown right now, right?
0: Yeah, so, we are. We are.
1: Yeah. Um, so now everybody goes we... to jail, see? Learning <laughs>
0: <stuff>. <laughs> even though there's people still going out to the store, like, I mean, I saw some kids going hiking yesterday. I mean, people are just out doing crazy stuff. I'm like, okay, you do that um but i'm not doing that my daughter just called me from london and said they just got uh they're getting high numbers now because london is small it's like the size of of uh probably like the size of uh what Manhattan? You
1: know? yeah it's and i was i was supposed, to, I, was supposed to, I was supposed to be in london uh in april um and then over to uh flying over to russia for a layover then i was going to another oh. country to perform yeah so i have uh, a, a you know i perform all over the world so yes, I, was, I
0: know. I see that. I saw your tour yeah, my, schedule, and I was like, "This guy never stops."
1: know <laughs> my April is canceled now. My May is canceled. I haven't, I haven't pulled my June gigs. I mean, nobody has. We'll see what happens, but things that probably won't happen either. Because even if this virus vanishes, let's say this mm-hmm. thing appears anytime in the next three or four months, people still aren't going to have either the money to right. come out, or they're not going to trust to come out. You know? Right. Well, I don't know how I mean, the club industry is going to survive this. I mean, this is going to be a really tough thing for the comedy club industry. And I have a lot of friends that make their living performing on cruise ships, you know, comedians, right. singers, dancers. I have a lot of friends on cruise ships. I don't know how they're going to survive. I don't know if this industry is going to survive this. This is really scary times for performers. Yeah. You yeah. got the big, the big time performers, you know, mm-hmm. the Kevin parks of the world, Dave Chappelle of the world. Those guys got millions mm-hmm. of dollars in the bank. And they're also, uh, you know, they'll go and rent a theater and people are going to come out and see them, you know, somewhere down the road. But I'm just talking about the comedy club circuit and maybe mm-hmm. the cruise industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I just, I've been brainstorming on how they're going to survive this. And, you know, I perform in both of those venues. I do cruise ships. And I also, of course, I make my living in the comedy clubs, you know, so.
0: Well, cruise ship, I'm not sure. You're right. That's going to be tough because I know I'm, nobody, I mean, everyone's going to be like, hmm, that's a transportation mode. That's a possible way that it got over here that quick. But um, but as far as um, comics, I think, it, I mean, I was thinking this. I started making these new um, sketch comedies just for radio because do you remember um, when you see the old clips of the 1920s when people, just families, would sit around the radio and listen to what was co- coming up? Yeah. I think that is going to make a comeback, honestly. And I see people on TikTok. I see people on Instagram. I did a a quarantine mic the other day, had over five hundred and something views. Um nice. and, which is which is good for somebody that's not known at all.
1: Are you it's on just, TikTok? Uh, uh
0: I was on i t- I'm going back on again because my daughter's convincing me that hey, mom, this is fun. So I'm gonna go back on. Um because it looks it is fun. I just couldn't figure out how to load to the next medium. So that's why I didn't like it.
1: But yeah, they, they, I um I had a, a comedian buddy of mine ask me, uh, who follows me on Instagram. He says you can put those same videos on TikTok. So yes. I actually, and I had TikTok already on my cell phone. I just never used it. So now yes. I just uploaded my first three videos on my TikTok, um, and I don't know how to get people to follow me. I got like you know, like on Instagram, I got thousands of followers. On Twitter, I got thousands of followers,
0: and on okay, Facebook, my... I'm
1: at, on Facebook, yeah. I'm at my five thousand limit. So, oh. but I don't know how to get people to follow me on this TikTok.
0: Oh
1: wait! So you mean I was lucky to friend you on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, I am at my limit on Facebook. I, you know what? I take that back. I deleted. I was at my limit. I deleted some people. Okay. With Kobe Bryant, when Kobe Bryant passed away uh, last month, mm-hmm. has it been last month? Two months ago now. Yeah, uh, when uh, Kobe passed away, mm-hmm. and people were doing Kobe Bryant jokes, they were getting uh-huh. deleted. They were getting uh-huh. instant in deleted. Look, two things I don't play with.
0: Right.
1: Don't you know? I, I you know, don't mess with my people. <laughs> you know, don't mess right. with my yep. people but yeah. Kobe, Kobe Bryant jokes was not allowed on my page. I was deleting people, uh, you know. And I'm I'm still a hardcore uh, uh, Michael Jackson fan. Right. I've deleted people from making Michael Jackson jokes, you know. Me too, me too, I uh, love him. Uh, you make a Michael Jackson joke, you're going down, you know. All yeah, I, know.
0: I I like him. I actually met him once when I used to work with Stephen Rubella at Studio 54 years and thousands of years ago. Um, okay. I met him once just briefly. It wasn't nothing to hang out and, you know, do that. Right. But, I just really, in my psychic opinion, because uh, I have a third eye, I just never believed the stories that I heard. I believe that they were all, you know, um, elevated to make my, uh, publicity and money. Um, so that's just my personal opinion. Um, and I just I agree. It
1: was, it well, didn't I think, think, think they're just trying to destroy uh, oh, elect- a yeah. of, of of, you know, of, of Michael Jackson. And, and oh, yeah.
0: Because no one could beat him. No one.
1: No reason, one could beat him. They had their reasons to do it. And a lot of it has to do with catalogs that he owned, you know? So, yes. Uh, yeah, so that, that's another story. But yeah, that was deep. But yeah, we, we know. So I don't, I, I delete. So I have a so I have a space on my page. Uh, okay. Reason. I think I deleted maybe like 10 to 15 people. Uh, okay. So, notes, uh, so, 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 yeah. Okay, I, so. I, so I do like are, like um, are you, you moving away from your, There's your a mic? There's video streaming. Acid on the trees right now. Uh um, well,
0: you're, you're away from your mic. I
1: couldn't hear I'm you. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yes. I said video streaming apps and things like TikTok, Ram, yes. all that yes. stuff's going to go crazy now because editors have to find a uh, outlet, on, like you said, to uh put up videos and stand-up comedy. So, yeah, I think it's going to be challenging and something new to do. Yes. It might be the yes. You know, hey, we made fun. Well, I didn't, but a lot of comedians... Made fun of the YouTube success. A lot of guys who were YouTube comics, yes, yep. comedians picked on YouTube comics like crazy. Oh, they're not funny. Yes. Oh, they can't perform in yes. comedy clubs. They can't do this. There was so much hatred towards YouTube comics. Now everybody wants. Everybody's going to want to be a YouTube comic now. <laughs> You're right. They're going to have to. They're going to have to be, have to be the guys who are already successful at it. Those guys who you know who got picked on for the last two years. Cause I, I, can't. Everywhere I go, I hear people, comedians knocking. Uh, comedians knock everything. Mostly they knock YouTube comedians. Uh, okay. Before YouTube comedians, they picked on prop acts. You know, uh, and I'm a prop act, by the way. You know, but you, you, the guys like, you know Gallagher back in the day, who had HBO specials with HBO was what Netflix is today. You know, he was a mm-hmm. Kid, mm-hmm. Uh, Carrot Top, who makes millions of dollars in Vegas with his own show yes. for years, you know, who's a yes. man with millions yes. of dollars for tele- doing, making people laugh. So, you know, yes. people pick on prop comics like crazy, but, you know, prop comics have always yes. been successful and and, and and guys who work a lot, you know. So, <laughs> you know, yes. so, because it's just entertaining and it, it can, those yes. type of shows can play anyway. You can take my show, mm-hmm. And like I was on Deaf Comedy Jam, I was on the first season, yeah. The original yeah. Def Comedy Jam, you know. And um, but then I also yeah. has before I have performed in front of five hundred Jewish people uh, in their eighties, you know. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> that must have been. So fun. you could act, <laughs> can play anywhere. Yeah, I can kill a hip hop crowd. Yeah. You know. And yes. On on Thursday night, I can be in front of. Uh, you know, I opened up for a country singer Barbara Mandrell at one time, you know so uh-huh. so um I, I've you know so I've been in front of all kinds thousands i've been in, I walked out on stage in front of five thousand you know uh country white people or then you know then I've gone in front of the all hip hop crowd then I've done the then the, uh-huh. you're on the cruise ships my act is one of the reasons you said my schedule is the way it was is Mm-hmm. one of the reasons I'm, I'm able to perform with my act basically in front of almost anybody, you know, right, right. and it allows me to eat more than most comedians, because most comedians can only perform in certain type of crowds, you know. You can,
0: exactly. Especially, I, I was
1: gonna... comedians, you know, um, we were, you know, African-American comedians never thought outside the box. We were always, we always wanted to be Richard Pryor, you know, or Bill Cosby, you know, of mm-hmm. that nature. We always wanted to you know, be those guys, you know, coming up, you know, with the Super Pry albums or, or, you know, or, uh, uh, albums, stuff like that. And we patterned out after mm-hmm. those guys, you know. So if you watch all the black comedians then you know, the Eddie Murphy, then everybody would be Eddie Murphy, then everybody would be Martin Lawrence. And then, you know, right. you know so it's that, that whole thing, you know, but um, mm-hmm. nobody ever said, you don't have any black comedians walking around going, you know, I want to be like, Top. you know, <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> well, who's your, who's your favorite comedian? I'm just curious. Do you well, have one? you know
1: what? I like some of the old guys. Um, I, I love right. Steve Martin. You know, I work a lot like Steve Martin. If you see my act, you know, it's a lot like uh, what Steve Martin did. You know, it's Steve Martin and Don Rickles. It's uh, together. Yeah, so I'm a little Steve Martin, a little Don Rickles, um, yes. a little Eddie Murphy. And I say Eddie Murphy because Eddie was very animated on stage, you know, with the facial and, and I have a lot of facial expressions on stage you know, a lot of facial expressions in, but there's a lot of Steve Martin in there if you ever see Steve Martin stand up mm-hmm. uh, and watch me, you see so many um and of course Don Rickles, I am I used to call myself the Don Rickles of magic, you know because uh, mm-hmm. I was, the, you know, I'm that guy you know <laughs> you don't have a rough night at the office you know, okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> so well you know um speaking of comedians um what do you think it takes today for um comics to make it because a lot of young comics now you know i, I have a not-for-profit i told you yes, tonight. Mm-hmm. and uh one day we'd love to have you one day when we find the stage um with but it. in the meantime you know yeah, we get a lot mm-hmm. of comics um and they don't they say material that's so racy considering that you're, tra- you're dealing with Foster youth. I'm like, don't you know what crowd you're working? Well, you know what. It, that's what the do point. You think
1: it takes? That's the point. You know, first of all, I feel bad for the new comics because they don't have any guidance. Like it's like, you walk into a martial arts school, for example. Mm-hmm. They're gonna these days, and I have a martial arts background. Back in the day, we walk to a class and put a white belt on us. You know, mm-hmm. we work our way up mm-hmm. to you know uh, the next level, which is normally gold, and then green in some schools, red, then uh, brown, then black, you know? Uh, so it's the same thing with comedy. You come in, mm-hmm. and you start out with like a white belt, and then you work your way up to a black belt, which will be a headline a comedian. Mm-hmm. A lot of comics don't want to work their way up. They just want to come in and have instant success. Right. You want to mm-hmm. be a black belt after, you know, an open mic, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, don't have anybody that's really telling them how to be comedians. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, so you have to learn to be a comic. And you, can't, some, yeah. you just... Everybody can't learn from... Some people have it. The it factor mm-hmm. thing, you know, where you can... Right. And then some people have to be taught to be funny. Some people have to learn comedy. Right. Um, I recommend schools, you know. Comedy schools is a way to go. Yes. Uh, I like... Yeah. And a lot of times people go, oh, that comedian that's running that comedy school is not that funny. Mm-hmm. Why is not going to take his class? Because if a guy's not good on stage doesn't mean he's not a good teacher. Right, a, exactly. of the best coaches in the NBA weren't great players. Right. There was a guy right. who rode the bench. You know, a lot of great NBA coaches rode the bench. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan would probably not be be as good a coach as uh, Steve Kerr, for example, because, you know, Steve Kerr came off the bench. Michael Jordan was a great player. Right. But, I mean... But he probably wouldn't be as good a coach as a guy who rode the bench for 10 years, 15 years, you know what I'm saying? So, right, so, right. So well, a lot of times I hear, oh, this guy's teaching a class at the funny bone. He's not even that funny. Why, why, why is he teaching a class? Because, yeah, he's not that funny on stage. Doesn't mean he's not a good teacher. You got to right. take a class. You can't do anything about taking class. You want to learn how to cook something, put right. a class or you go on YouTube now where there's instructions, correct? Uh, right. But people, don't think they have to take comedy classes. People think, oh, I'll just be a comedian because I can watch a guy on television, and yeah. you know, I watch Kevin Hart, and then I think I'm gonna, you know,
0: yep. a- copy his act and steal his all his stuff.
1: Exactly.
0: Know? I see that all the time. I um, I used to get teased at the mics, um, because they were like, oh, why are you doing those Bring Your Shows at Gotham? I said, I love Gotham. First of all, I love the fact that I love. I worked with Andy Engel. And uh, Karen Dean, and um, and you know, I think I learned the the basics of what you need to know. I wouldn't have known. I would have guessed it if I would have just went out to Mike's. That's what a lot of people are doing. They're guessing it, and that's why I think they don't have any kind of ethics. Um, and they, they just say things that are just crazy. I I mean, I, I told you I, I had a, a, um, you know, he saw Planet of the Apes, and he's gonna make it Planet of the Black People. And I was like, "What?" So I I stopped going to mics for like three months because I was just floored to someone and another guy said niggers at the end of a set, and I, and I was like, "How does this work? Like, don't you have any kind of sense of your audience? They, they, have, you nobody, see, they have nobody. They have nobody there
1: to tell them not to do it, and that's the, that's what I'm getting at. Like when I was when I was when I started out in the '80s at the comedy club, I wasn't and I was MCing a show. I wasn't even allowed to say you know the f word on stage. I wasn't allowed to definitely do." any racy humor, you know, we have rules. Now, most bookers aren't in the comedy clubs. Most bookers are guys who sit in the cubicles now and they book shows, mm. but they're not hands-on at the comedy clubs. Comedy clubs now are run by managers who own the bars or the restaurants or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but a lot of times the actual bookers of these mm-hmm club i'm talking about the professional level aren't in these clubs so guys are doing anything on stage you know um mm-hmm. the new guys they just got it they got it good and they got it rough you know you got right. social media to promote yourself something i didn't have, you know right, right. I, you know i didn't have social media or youtube right or any of this stuff when i started out yeah and in a way it was a blessing in the way it was you know but today you have that you can yes. down Get a million hits on 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 Twitter, you know, and mm-hmm. become an instant star. You can blow up, you know. There's guys out here who are big YouTube stars, like you said. Right. Guys out here are big stars on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know a guy on Instagram that has so many followers; they're paying them now, you know. Wow,
0: that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. I don't think that I don't, I don't think there's no give up um, on this, especially for somebody like you because you you've mastered this at this point. So now it's just going to be a matter of putting your um, your marketing into something else. So, what is some what is some advice that you can give uh, new comics coming up um, today?
1: I will give the new comics this advice, and that is, turn off the television. And I know that's hard advice. Um, do your homework. Okay. You got to know what you got to know what's out there. you uh-huh. Got to do your homework to know what's out there. But then, and it's okay to to watch successful people. You know, Robbins mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and those type of speakers. You know. Watch successful people and mm-hmm. see what they did to be successful. So, as far as business wise, yes, you want to watch the Kevin Harts of the world mm-hmm. and see what they did or, you know, what may have made them successful. Mm-hmm. But as far as your personal act goes, mm-hmm. turn off the TV and seek originality because it's the only thing that's going to get you there.
0: Exactly.
1: Look, Hollywood, when you get to a certain level, yeah, they want another Martin Lawrence. Yeah, they want another Dave Chappelle. Yeah, they want, it's always another or somebody they want. They want another Jim Carrey or whatever the case may be. You know, uh, so but in order to get to that level, you have to be successful also. Um you can name 20 household names, you know,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: then another 500 comedians or 1,000 comedians out here that you've never heard of mm-hmm. that are making a good living as a stand-up comic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Guy in Vegas uh, that does Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's you know he's not a comedian he's a Sammy Davis Jr. impersonator mm-hmm. but three hundred thousand dollars a year you know wow <laughs> there's, a, there's a Prince guy out there that's making money doing Prince who mm-hmm. has a very <laughs> successful career so I'm saying yeah but my point is what I'm saying is you don't have to be famous to be successful in this industry mm-hmm. you know you're just seeking fame. You're going know, to put yourself in a, in a situation of stress. Don't seek fame. Just seek success. Mm-hmm. Seek working. Seek. You know, I know um, a friend of mine uh, who told me about maybe 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's been that long, he told me that he goes, Kevin, I make $250,000 a year and nobody knows who I am. And this was mm-hmm. 20 years ago he told me that. You don't have to be famous to be successful in this industry.
0: That's our time, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Tanya Cooper, and you've been listening to On the Town with our special guest this week, comedian, magician, Kevin Lee. You can find him at www.kevinleecomedy.com, and you can find him on all the social media sites. Thank you guys so much for uh, checking us out. We will see you next Sunday at 8 p.m.